What is going on guys? It's Travis. Welcome back to another Hero's Journey. And in this journey, we're having a look at the three year anniversary of my best friend, the Sony a7S III. Is this still the king after three years? Is this still the best camera in 2024? All right, another thing we're gonna check out guys is my 10 favorite things about the a7S III and maybe like three to five cons because really it's hard to even come up with cons because there really is none. To start off, we're gonna go with number one. The, the, one, of the, the, one of the most fun things about this camera is the EVF. You look into this little EVF right here and it's like a whole new world. I mean, it's ridiculous. When you're shooting and it's super sunny, like right now, just being able to look in this EVF, it just really helps everything because you can't really see stuff on the screen, even though the screen is really good too. The EVF's like looking into like a little IMAX theater. So you just look in there and you can really see everything. The second really awesome thing about the A7S III, which other Sony cameras can do, but this really started it off, is this the little tap to focus on the screen. So as you can see, I'm zoomed in into this little uh, fishnet thingy. Back in the day, you'd have to like rack focus manually or, you know, just try to figure out how to autofocus somewhere else on the screen. With the A7S III, now I wanna focus on the back left. I can just click the screen and it'll focus on that little white circle in the back left. Now this is great. And essentially what's happening here is that I'm clicking the screen and this little box pops up. Show you what I mean. And this little box pretty much is a big cheater and tells you where you're in focus. So it's awesome. Now other Sony cameras can do this, but the A7S III was one of the first ones to really solidify this in a great way and make it easy. So another super awesome part about the A7S III is the flippy screen. I can flip the screen around so I can actually see myself recording. Now this is now on most of the newer Sony cameras. Even the A7 III, which sucks now, you wouldn't be able to flip the flippy screen like this. So now that I can flip the screen around and look at myself, that's pretty amazing. Now again, most of the newer Sony cameras have this, but the A7S III solidified the flippy screen in the Alpha lineup. Even the A1 doesn't have a flippy screen. Check, check. Another reason why the A7S III is still the best camera out is because the choice of lenses you get. Right now I'm shooting on the Tamron uh, 28 to 70, 70, yeah. Generation one, I know, not that cool. I have the Tamron Trinity and it makes it just a joy to be able to grab, you know, from 17 to 200 about and just have all those options in there. So that part's great. And really, Tamron's not the only one. There's, you know, Sigma, there's the Sony lenses. There's so many different options with lenses that that really makes it kind of a no-brainer with the E-mount. You have tons of options. Now, it's not the lightest camera, it's not the heaviest camera, but really for what it is, it's nothing bad. I mean, this still is a medium. This is actually a really small lens, but if you put a really tiny lens on this, it's really not that crazy. Now, you can go APS-C, or micro four thirds, but you're really not sacrificing, you know, that much weight loss or gain. It's really for how compact and amazing it is. Like think about this compared to, you know, an FS, FX6 or even a RED or even a bigger camera. It's just so nice and compact, even with all these little gadgets still on it. It's a perfect size camera. All right, next guys is all these awesome ports you get. So, 
I mean, right away, let's first just talk about this full, full HDMI right there. That's great. Full HDMI, that's where the sound comes out. And you have all these great ports. You have the microphone port and a headphone port, so you can do both, monitor and record. And you have USB-C, which can actually charge the camera, and you can plug a, a power bank in there, and it'll run all day, every day. You can plug that in the wall, even, it'll run. And this is, I think, a micro USB, but I'm not really sure. It's a multi. It's That one's not cool. And the other side, you have the glorious dual SD card slot, which pretty much is a staple, a standard. Now, I'm looking for a B cam. The A7C2 marks all the stuff, but no uh, dual card slot, which really stinks because you get used to using that dual card slot and you don't want to go back. Look how pretty it is too. Very, very pretty. Another great thing we really can't forget about with the A7S III is obviously the image quality. We're shooting at 4K 60, 422 10-bit, and we're shooting in that Cinetone. Really, this is like my favorite thing to shoot in with the A7S III. I've joined the 60 frames per second club, and pretty much all my latest videos from this past probably six months to a year, I've shot in 4K 60. So it's really nice having like a really awesome just 4K 60 cam and then with the flippy screen, you know, you can look at yourself, make sure you're all pretty and in frame. And just, it's that nice kind of just a little bit lacking in motion blur, but really I've just come to really enjoy how it looks. And another great thing is if you have, you know, a 30 frame second timeline, you can slow it down. Or really what I like to do now is even shoot it in the 4K 120, and then you can have that half speed in your 4K 60 timeline. So that's kind of what I've been doing lately. So really you can't, it can't go unstated how great the image quality is out of this camera because really it's kind of changed the game and especially with that Cinetone or even S-Log and you want to color grade it. Now really when I sh use other cameras, I'm kind of comparing it to this camera. So it's ironic because I was talking about the image quality a bunch while the color balance seems to be shifting. Uh, I'm gonna blow my cover here. I added an auto white balance for a while, then I put it on cloudy, now it's on sunny, sunlight. Really, so that's another actually plus to this, is auto white balance works really good, especially compared to the a7 III or the older cameras, uh, the Sony cameras. Those kind of tended to shift a bunch. This auto white balance does well, and it's funny how it even almost looked a little better than when I had it in the cloudy mode. The cloudy mode did look quite orange, or sorry, quite blue. Uh, no, actually, no, it did look orange, but you know, just forget all this whole little convo. The image quality is just so, it's so great. Now it's funny because the image sensor is that 12 megapixel sensor, but what happens is that somehow the little sensor balls, there we go, there's a joke for the episode. They can kind of like work better in lower light and just because the balls, there's only 12, megapixels in the sensor it's like kind of these bigger pixels as opposed to the smaller ones so it might not be as fine detailed when you're shooting photography but for some reason the video is still super crystal clear and the colors are you know as good as sony's gonna get let's just put it that way this is just a little test another pro is the stabilization is actually pretty good on this now it's not as good as a gimbal and it's probably not as good as using the gyro stuff but like look at my feet moving I mean, it's really not that bad. So this is in 4K 60 active stayed. 
And another reason why I like to use the 4K60 as opposed to 4K120 is because you get this active stabe. In 4K120, you do not get the active stabe. And there is a teeny bit of a crop, but it really isn't that noticeable. So as you can see, I'm literally hand-holding the camera, have active stabe on, and I'm not rocking no auto. I'm, all, I'm manual, boy, I'm all manual. But you can see it really isn't that bad. I mean, it almost adds a little bit of a nice shaky feel. And we're cropped out, we're cropped in a little bit because of 4K60. And again, it is a little shaky, but it's not bad. I mean, you could, you know, put a teeny bit of stabilization on this, throw it on the gyro if you need. But as you can see for uh, the active stabe in the Sony, it gets the job done. Like it's, and if you have like an actual wider lens with stability and with the, the lens can be stabilized, this lens doesn't have any stabe in it. So it's basing it all on the camera. And it does a pretty good job just literally hand holding it while my hand shakes due to the nerves and people watching me thinking, who is this idiot talking to himself on the beach? <laughs> now, unfortunately, we have to go over a few cons to the A7S III. Uh, one of them, I would say, is the app. That's not really the A7S III's fault. The Sony app, like right now, you can see me, I'm nice and far away. On my phone, I can kind of use it as like a, a monitor or viewfinder, but it doesn't really work the best. The best bet to use like the app is really having a USB-C cable, plugging it into your laptop, or even maybe you can use your iPad, I'm not sure, but that's one of the cons is there's not really like a good in-app Sony system to kind of, you know, film yourself like this and be able to, you know, make sure you're in frame and focus, etc. And hopefully this water isn't going to kill me. Oh boy. And that was a close call. I am probably going to get out of here before I end up uh, in the Pacific Ocean. Ah, that's cool. And as we take in this beautiful sunset, another unfortunate con is gotta be the price. Uh, the A7S III is still a good chunk of change. And, you know, it's not a pretty penny. Um, $34.99 still. You could probably get used ones for $2,800. And again, compared to what else is out there, there really is, I would say, a good amount of competition. But I would still solidify the A7S III as king. It's just so much fun to use. As well as the con being the price, another con would have to be the footage can sometimes be a little difficult to edit on your editing software. You have Final Cut, DaVinci, Premiere. It's gonna depend on how well it deals with each Kodak you choose to shoot in with the A7S III. There is a good amount of Kodaks to choose from, but certain ones are easier to edit than others. So you might need to do some experimentation to figure out which is your best bet to what you're gonna shoot on with the A7S III to have a smoother editing system. And you know, if your computer likes H.264, if it likes the HEVC supremeness, whatever it likes, you can mess around and figure out what to shoot on. That kind of goes in 
as well though with certain SD cards. So it takes a little bit of experimentation, but once you figure out your best SD cards and you know your workflow, you can really get into a good kind of smooth flow, but not too many rainbow wheels of depth. So another great part about the A7S 3 is that with all the dynamic range and the ability to shoot in super low light, you can do stuff like this. Like right now I should have light on my face, but we don't have any available. So, you know, because it can really pump up the ISO and not lose too much detail, I can really pump this and still be in pretty good shape here. I'm not too dark, too blown out. I mean, it's really recovering a lot of shadows and highlights. And now in post, I could either, you know, make this darker in the background, or you know, if the background stays dark, I can make my face a little lighter, which we'll experiment here. So right now I'm dark, and then I'll make myself lighter, and I'm a little lighter. So that part's really cool, how there's so much, you know, safety in the shadows and the highlights, and you can really kind of save the day with, you know, if stuff's blown out, you don't have a light, it's not the end of the world. I've shot tons of interviews where even on the screen and in the EVF, it looked kind of dark and I had to bring up the mids a little bit and the, the whites and it still actually did pretty well with not that much noise in the background. You can really push it. That's really why in the end, the Sony a7S III is still the king of cameras in 2024 with solidifying it as still the low light beast that it is. I don't know any other cameras that can shoot as good as this and just the crappiest, lowest light that exists. And just another great part is you don't really need light with it. Like if you don't have a light, like right now I don't have a light, it's okay, it works. Now we'll turn it around and shoot ideally and you'll see how much better it does look even at that magic hour light where it's perfecto. All right, so there we have that magic hour glow on my face, so pretty. And like all the grandmothers tell me, I'm just so handsome. The A7S III, I think, is still your best bet for cameras in 2024. If you want a, if you want a compact, low-light beast that can do everything. I went through the pros, I went through the minimal cons. And in the end, I still have trouble trying to find a B cam for this because it just does everything I want to do. But with that, I am gonna list the one last con that is probably the biggest con of the A7S III. And unfortunately, that is the photos. Now, it doesn't take bad photos by any means. You can take photos all day, especially in good light, post them on your IG and you'll go viral. But if you're gonna take this to shoot photos for like a wedding or a portrait session, there's definitely better options just because it lacks the crop in abilities because of the low megapixels. Really, even when I had this and the a7 III, I always preferred these colors to the a7 III's colors. Now again, this is, has it has the new color science, so that makes sense. But really with the a7 III, even though it was sharper and better, it was also the 8-bit as well, which we're throwing in another pro, the 10-bit. Now this 10-bit, you can even do raw 12, 16-bit with the you know, Atmos or with a, a recorder that's attached in, but natively with just the SD cards, you can shoot 10-bit. And if you don't wanna have the biggest, craziest files and make your computer blow up, I think this is a perfect, you know, perfect system, especially now that you can export in that HEVC 10-bit 422 uh, 
4K export from Final Cut. I'm not sure about the others, but that really makes it just a really good option that you're shooting what you're gonna be exporting later. So I think we're gonna wrap it up, y'all. It's been a great Another Hero's Journey. Again, we went through the pros of the A7S III, went through the cons. This is the, my third year anniversary, literally today I got this camera three years ago. And for me, it made filmmaking, it made using cameras fun again. It made me want to go out and shoot. It made me want to create. It helped me make this hero's journey into what it is. It helped me get monetized on YouTube. It helps me make money. It's, I depend on the a7S III so much that you know, even in buying this B-cam camera, really, I just wish I could buy another A7S III with more megapixels. Maybe the next iteration, maybe something else, but still, the A7S III is king in 2024. Thanks again for watching another Hero's Journey. Till next time, peace.